Hello and welcome to the I Need Subtitles podcast. What do you mean you need subtitles? That was perfectly understandable and legible English, I'll have you know. That was about as intelligible as you are a piranha. Uh, yes. What if I identify as a piranha? Through my yeah, but... many channels of communication, I might be a particular fishy person. What if I wish to inhibit the sea? What if I wish to wash the wash the water no, over no, my no, gills? No, 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 you wish to inhabit the sea. Inhibit no. the sea is something completely different. I wish to inhibit and inhabit the sea. <laughs> I realised afterwards I said inhibit, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. <laughs> This begs the question, though, how does one inhibit the sea? I suppose it would have to be like, um... <laughs> could you do it legally? <laughs> legally inhibit the sea. <laughs> I'm going to legally hinder you from all... Uh, I suppose you have to put a large sort of concrete block in it, and you will have inhibited the sea somewhat. Well, no, even by being in the sea, you're inhibiting its natural course, technically. So, by, a, by being a piranha, I would, by inhabiting the sea, I would also be inhibiting the sea. You know, something tells me that there's one fairly significant flaw with your logic. <laughs> and what is that, might I ask? Um, you... You, you just won't inhibit it, though, will you? You go in the a sea. Small amount, no, 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 a small amount. No, 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 Actually, no, yeah, you're go right. Go through me, go around. If I'm displacing the water. I'm inhibiting the sea. If you maintain your buoyancy and a wave comes along, you'll just ride that wave up and down. But you, the is... fish don't ride waves up and down normally. Yeah, I know, that's because they're underwater normally. Exactly, so they're still inhibiting the sea. Inhibiting the sea. Yes, the sea is are. perfectly fine. The sea is around them. But if you're displacing the water in any way, you have inhibited the natural course of the sea. Huh? You ha- no, 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 no yes, you sir. haven't. No, because life is natural. So... Yeah, but not if I'm consciously going to inhibit the sea. That's not bloody natural, is it? Well, inhibiting the sea isn't bloody natural. <laughs> exactly. If I'm a piranha and I wished, you know what? Today I'm going to inhibit the sea. I'm going to bloody well inhibit that sea as much as I mm. darn well can. Okay, yeah, fine. I will support you in your quest and to inhibit the sea. what if I put a plastic bottle in my mouth, little hole side facing outwards, and collect a bunch of water as I go, and take that water to another part of the sea and put it in the sea? I've also inhibited the sea further. Wow, you got water from one place and stuck it in another. Talking about yes. bringing water from one place and sticking it in another, I actually got some water from Lake Garda, which, might I add, is about 981 miles away from my house. And I got it on my patio. How? Well, 
my, my, my paddle board you have seen in, in that photo that you saw, it's also my yeah. screen. But when I put that away for the last time, there must have been a bit of water in there. Because when I got back, I opened my paddleboard up, a, a bit of water poured out. And so, you yeah. thought, you know what? I have inhibited the sea. No, because it's a lake. Yeah, I don't. For the <laughs> purposes of the statement, we're calling it the sea. A body of water. What's the name? What's the actual name for a body of water? Uh, water. No, you know there's like a name for a body of water. Uh, uh, like some really fancy uh, lake, dumb... river, sea, ocean... No, I think there's like a name for like an accumulation of like some really dumb nomenclature for it. I don't know what it is. Hydropolis. A hydropolis. <laughs> yeah, why not? So by that logic, the puddle outside is a hydropolis. That's quite a nice way of looking at it. Also, hydropolis is a shopping centre in Poland, so that's quite interesting. Is it? No, but it is, but it's not interesting. I thought you were asking, no. is it interesting? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to discern between. But yeah, it's inter- it's it's actually a shopping centre in Poland, but it's not very really interesting. That's something you might not have known. Hydropolis. For all the, your Polish the... needs. It's exciting, isn't it? Finding it out does, about other and, cultures. And it attracts Austrians with terrible moustaches. So, well done, Hydropolis. Please elaborate. Well, Hitler saw Poland and was like, hmm, yes, that's mine. Oh, and yeah. And he, he obviously saw Hydropolis and just fell I in did, love. I didn't get that it was a Hitler joke. I thought you were making some sort of pun on the name, and I was like, Hydropolis, <laughs> <laughs> And then it's like, oh, yeah, Hitler. You could have just said Hitler. <laughs> I could have done. Oh, Nazis. Today is National Cryptid Day. What? Today is National Encrypted Day. Yeah, but why? Why? Because I don't bloody know what I'm saying today. Well, you know what? This this call isn't encrypted. So that's something, isn't it? Is this this call encrypted? Uh, Yeah. Oh, my God. That's impressive, isn't it? That that is really impressive. Um. Oh, look, synonym for a body of water. I've got the letter N here. Something tells me that's not a synonym for a body of water. Ah, oh, I'm just gonna pop down to the. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna go from. Mm. But yeah, this co- this call being encrypted is one of the weirder features of a free bit of software that I don't know why they bother to put in the fact that this thing is encrypted. No, it's like, ooh. Like, that feels like a really <laughs> unnecessary move on the part of the uh, developers. Fuck you, developers, for being good at your job. Fuck you. You darn tootin' idiots. Mm. You've got, you've got me, you've got me, got, got, got me mad. You've got me mad. Yeah. What if I want my calls uh, broadcast? Internationally to Russia. Can, I know. Can, can you imagine if these calls weren't encrypted? They'll just be some random uh, bureauc- 
bureaucracy agent just listening to the I Think We Got It podcast before it officially gets released. Ooh. And you, you can sir, ima- are a fraud. You can imagine sort of 12 Russian agents sitting around a very small compute, like a very small Dell, listening to the podcast because they're so excited for it. This is what Sweden are focusing all of their paramilitary efforts on. <laughs> oh, focusing on getting early episodes of the podcast so they can distribute it to the masses beforehand. I know, it's like, we are the highlight of their week. Look, Barashwar, I think, yeah, Barashwar is a fancy word for a lagoon that is cut off from the ocean. How am I spelling this? Um, B A R A, yeah, C H O I S. Barachois. Yes, it means the Atlantic Ocean. A phytotelma. So, yeah, yeah. A phytotelma is uh. Let's move on. I don't even can't so work out Barish- what it is. Barachois is sort of like. Okay. Okay, I like this term. I didn't know this existed, and I did geography. It's obviously wasn't <laughs> that important the term. Barachois. I like that. From now on, if anyone says lake, I'm just going to go, no, it's a barachois. It's not. It's not. <laughs> but you're going to try and sound. It's kind of close enough to sort of make sense. If you give them the over, if you say a body of water separated from the ocean, a lake is technically, <laughs> technically a barrage. We're not going to count the distance of land in between the set between the ocean and the I lake. Mean, technically, it was a lagoon separated. Ocean. But look at this. Have you ever wanted to know the term for a very large part? Called a mere. A very large what? Puddle is called no. a mere. I didn't know. I feel like I knew this. M E. That's also the um, the uh, Malaysian currency. Mm. So there's something in that if you're interested. Uh oh. Well. What? I've literally just found what we should be doing next year. Oh no. It is the 2021 Puddle Jumping Championships. And what is it? It Puddle Jumping Championships! Oh, I... Philistine. I heard Paddle Jumping out. That one's in... That one's in Leicestershire, so I'm gonna see if there's anyone closer. Bollocks, this year, back in January, some kid, some three-year-old kid won. Because he didn't even jump it, he just... He just sort of stood there and kind of fell in the middle and looked cute. Right. Right. We are going to these puddle jumping championships, whether you like it or not. This is so exciting. I couldn't think of anything worse. You know the clothing brand Billabong? Yes. Hello? Yes. Hello? Ladies and gents, William's temper. Hello! Ah! Ah! Greetings! 
Um, you know the Australian clothing brand Billabong? Yes, I do. Yeah, that means Oxbow Lake in Australian slang. Yeah. Why did they pick that name is my first question of the day. What does that mean? But that's like me <laughs> calling my clothing brand Hanninfield Reservoir. Dude, that, that is, is a good name for a clothing brand. Well, that is actually a really good name for sort of an outdoor kind of clothing-based enterprise. Yeah. We are Hanningfield Reservoir. We sell clothes. That's all we sell. We sell clothes. <laughs> and overpriced cakes. That was a subtle dig at Hanningfield Reservoir, the place. The place that is just north from my house, and it's a very common plane route. I don't know how many international people will um, relate to Hanningfield Reservoir's cafe being overpriced. (laughs) (laughs) Or the fact that it's just north of my house. And when I say say just north, I mean like like a good 20 miles north. Like well, it's but, quite a considerable distance <laughs> north, but it is but directly the, but north. But the implication of saying it's north of my house means it's at least a hundred miles plus north of your house because you don't say anything north of your house unless it's like an actually different area. But it's only really five minutes down the road. <laughs> well, my my garden is north of my house. Yeah, but then anything is north of your house. That's north of your house. And anything that's south of your house is north of your house if you go far enough. It is. When does north become south? It doesn't. It's a it's it's an exercise in futility to separate the poles because we're one sphere. We're not a. We are not a sphere. We are. Will you a flat Earth? No, the flat no. Earth trooper. We are not a sphere. We are a flat plane. No, Deal we, with it. Our equatorial circumference is larger than our polar diameter uh, circumference. The same or yeah, diameter, I guess. Yeah, so but we're, 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 we're slightly still... we're slightly more rotund. Like we're still fat around the waist. Yeah, but by all sort of measurable counts, we're still pretty damn spherical. Oh, yeah. Because we're so large, it kind of equals out. It just ends up looking like one sphere. It's like, you know what? We are spherical indeed. And here is Susie Dent, the Coracle Oracle. (laughs) My God. We should get Susie Dent on this podcast. I know. I, I, I mentioned that. Ah, Susie. Susie, do you know what a barachoir is? No, Mm. I thought not! And I would say say to Susie that I am the auto-decephalatinax. Please remind our viewers what... What was podcast legend Massive Croc? Greasings. Have we had a... Have we got a surprise guest? Go on, go on, make a comment. Massive croc, come on, you know you want to uh, do it. William came out as gay. My god, I really didn't. 
That's the title of this episode. <laughs> the only no, thing he I, said was no. the perfect title of the episode. <laughs> Boyfriend game is coming around tomorrow. For <laughs> God's sake. Podcast legend, Massive Grog, please get out of here. I was saying that I am the author of Decephalator Max. Are you on Discord? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so we're that high tech. <laughs> Right. The title of the episode is now William <laughs> came out <laughs> as gay. <laughs> Please don't make that the title. It's already done. <laughs> no. Podcast I don't matter, Crook. I hope you're happy with yourself. My God, he just nodded as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's very dark. Huh. Makes you want to go to bed. Are, so you living in a dark, are you living in a dark abode? Uh, yeah, well, it's it's quite overcast out there today and no lights are on. That's why I'm not flying, because the cloud base is a grand total of 300 feet. <laughs> really? Oh my god, podcast legend Massive Crocs spitting the meteorology. <laughs> the clouds well, are 300 the feet altitude today. Yes, well, that has, that has been our first and only meteorology <laughs> segment on the podcast. Join us next week where we talk about the ozone layer. Podcast had your massive crocs told me socks. Where huh? are they? How did you, in that short time, lose your socks? I don't know. That's impressively sad. Smoothly. That's impressively sad. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yes, I am the Autodecephalatonax. Elaborate for our viewers out there, listeners out there. The Autodecephalatonax is a word formed entirely on taxonomic affixes, which are basically just, like, prefixes and suffixes. And it means... You could have just said prefixes and suffixes without having... Because you still had to explain the fact they were prefixes (laughs) and suffixes. A good word only works when everyone knows what it means. If you're talking to a Swedish person who's like... "Uh, Why does that mean? I do not understand. Well, the autodecephalatonax. If you were to say, I am the autodecephalatonax, you are saying, I am the king of the self-removing head. That is interesting. That is. Almost as interesting as Barachois. Talking about Barachois, I've still got more of that website to read through. Yes! <laughs> Good news! Do I? Oh yeah, I do. But the problem <clears throat> with that, Will, is that you basically just described sort of what Henry VIII was aiming to get to before he died. <laughs> was that was to basically... Become... Yeah, that was basically his end goal for life. And did, did Henry VIII become the autodecephalatonax? No. No, no he didn't. He dies no. too young. No, that, that title still belongs to... Um, God, I can't remember. King or Queen, I got beheaded. Um, like, sovereign monarch. Because obviously they have... There to a Henry VIII's eyes were queens got beheaded. Uh, I can't remember, so I'm just going to say William the First. William, William. What? 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 Nice. No, my my iPad, my iPad is very old, and um, 
I just got a message through, which was uh, what Charlie said shortly before we started, which was, we'll be on in a few. And my iPad just got that message, despite it being sent 31 minutes ago. Now this, this might be a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Just off the bat, if we're just taking into summary everything that's going on, that might be a bit of a problem in your communication (laughs) in the future. That might be indeed. You should aim to amend this situation. (laughs) Quickly. (laughs) This technology is esoteric. Do I care? <laughs> Nine! It will live on in its mediocre glory! The, the way I see it, people say learn from your mistakes, but if your mistakes are quite funny, then surely you've got a way up whether it's <laughs> le- worth learning from them or not. Well, as soon as you said, the way I see it, people say learn from your mistakes, <laughs> I realised you're one of those people who will never learn from their mistakes, and everything made total sense. <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. If there's, if there's a comedic value in your mistakes, I believe you should still learn from them, but think very wisely about repeating that same mistake again, because it could be beneficial to you. It could be indeed. Just don't do it when it matters. Like, um, a private audience with Carla Andrews. Oh, God. Wouldn't that be the most horrifying thing? I think any sort of exchange with Carla Andrews is just a mistake from everyone. (laughs) It's a mistake on Carla's part for thinking she's interesting (laughs) and don't have to have a conversation with you. Exactly. I mean, ugh. We should do, um, we should do, oh, on Christmas Day, ladies and gentlemen, we're having a big live stream. I put live stream in inverted commas because it won't actually be live, but you don't know that. Pretend it's live. Live stream, where we're doing a video Christmas podcast. Yay. Yay. Yay, that's going to be exciting. And Uh... we should do, we should, we should, um, do a list of the world's worst women. I feel like then we'd be considered male chauvinist and extremely sexist, so we've got to do a list of the world's worst men as well, just to balance it out. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Because <laughs> if we're just like, list the world's worst women as this woman we know, this other woman we know, this other woman we know, that's a lot worse than going Hitler, Stalin. <laughs> technically, technically, Hitler, Stalin, and Churchill were men and not women. So, uh, well, obviously, I didn't mean them. They're kind of excluded from the category of world's worst women. Yeah, let's put them under the men category to uh, save any confusion you might have. Oh, because that would be funny if we just launched a hate campaign against, like, just one woman that we know. Just one woman. And, like, wrote volumes of literature. My we've, we've basically have done a hate campaign against Carl with the amount of times we've mentioned her negatively in the podcast. I mean, yeah, but that's the thing. There's a lot of her, and all of her is negative. I mean, <laughs> There's a lot to mention. Exactly. <laughs> She's a very large woman. God, large you, could, you could fly to a, 
You could fly to Australia and she still wouldn't have managed to turn 180 degrees. <laughs> I feel like we could reenact World War II entirely and she still wouldn't be able to bend down and pick something up off the floor. What, 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 one of the nuclear bombs to um, bomb, I, th- I think this one was Hiroshima, was Fat Man. They should have just yes, called it Carla Andrews. They just called it. We should do that. We should be like, Carla, <laughs> we have named the world's most powerful nuclear bomb after you. And if you oh, don't that, that, bend that, 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 down that, that, and pick yeah, well, another one, we'll build another one. Oh, okay, yeah, perfect. We have built... Why didn't you just assume that? Because <laughs> I don't have much common sense. <laughs> you didn't assume that we'd build another powerful bomb. No. Imagine the situation. Carla Andrews, we have built the world's most powerful nuclear bomb. Millions of people will die if you do not bend down and pick up this object you dropped on the floor. <laughs> we will launch this object you with your name on it to this third world country and destroy these people and then we'll drop another one on the population of the UK or you can bend down and pick up this bit of paper and it will all be over and she'd probably still be like in our bomb she'd rather yeah. get bombed to death and bend down yeah she's probably got food on her desk anyway why would she pick up paper <laughs> I like the fact that the the abundance of food compensates for the lack of basic necessities when running a business. It's like who needs paper? I've got my cream. I've got my cream buns. Okay, if she leant over like slightly too far, like it'll be fine for a normal human, but for her, her center of mass would be so displaced upon the top that she'd just fall over. Yeah, she'd just topple over head first. <laughs> she just roll. <laughs> she doesn't even just roll and stop at the wall. She bursts through the wall. You know, um, what's that bloody name? The no, gum, the gum chewing one from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory gets inflated to be like massive. Like that is yeah. Carla pre-inflation. <laughs> pre-inflation. <laughs> Carla pre-inflated equals that. Think, think Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the Gene Wilder film. Just Before what she looks like there. That is Carla Andrews. But like, before... yeah, before yeah. the two thousand and eight <laughs> economic crisis, Carla Andrews was a normal woman. But when her stocks plummeted, she fell to food, and she fell over for the last time. <laughs> She's not taking any chances. She wraps herself in bubble wrap when she sleeps. She is Carla Andrews. <laughs> she has more flaps than an old woman's <laughs> vagina. Warburton's called. They want their rolls back. Her center of mass is larger than that of Saturn. She is. God. If she ever listens to this podcast, we'd be absolutely screwed. Would we, though? Yeah, I genuinely think we would be sued for libel and slander. Oh, probably. We definitely I'm... would be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, 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 just, it's just a joke. We're not, we are 
we hereby disclaim that we mean no harm to Carla Andrews's career, and this is all uh, <laughs> jokes for comedic purposes and the Swedish's viewing pleasure. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we don't mean any harm to her personally, does it? Which we don't. Which we don't. We would never wish harm on anyone. No, we are the low budget. Who do you think we are? We're the least harmful and most accepting people on earth. Jesus Christ. Exactly. You will never find someone more accepting than me. That's, that is so true. Well, that is so true. Thank you. I know. I am, I am the voice of truth. The voice of truth. But yes, if this is ever brought up in a court... Ah, uh, listening to you in the court, we did not mean those things we said. Apart from one or two of them, but I'm not going to tell you which one or two they were. <laughs> we definitely meant those. I mean, if she ever calls us up, we'll just say, Carla, I'm uh, driving. driving. <laughs> and then just not respond to the court summons at all. <laughs> Supreme Court of England. I'm driving! <laughs> Bailiff the lawyer team to lock me up and criminal bounty on my head. I'm driving! I mean, I think the best part was is that there was someone else in the car with her, so they probably had a talk after that call about who we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was not it like Steve or someone? Yeah, yeah, it was. He was Steve. So I he can shared imagine the name the go- of our Lord and Savior, Lord and Savior Stephen Lawrence. Indeed. But you can imagine that she was trying to explain who we were. But I imagine that she'd probably forgot who we were <laughs> because we hadn't really talked a lot before that. Only like once on the phone. So. Maybe, maybe she just forgot where she's like, I've got his number safe, but I don't know who that is. I do not know who that is. <laughs> that's why she didn't, that's why she didn't talk to us. Cause she, I imagine she was probably just sitting in her car stationary. Well, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? It's like, uh, I'm driving. <laughs> That would be Carla. She would do that. She'd just sit in the car stationary. She probably just calls everyone Charlie, even her own son. Yeah. She's like, hello, Charlie. <laughs> I think that is his name, isn't it? Or is it no, something different? Oh, it's Ed. I, I swear she has a different song. You literally mentioned Ed on the podcast like two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Him I, saw, Ed. I saw Ed the other day. <laughs> well, not the other day. It must have been like two months ago now. Yeah, that's what so you the said. Other day. Recently. That's what, that's what I said, Ed. See, I've just had a had a realization that Carla, there was another person in the car, so we don't know whether Carla was the one driving or Steve was the one driving. But Carla still found it too stressful <laughs> to answer the phone despite being in the passenger seat, and I'm strongly inclined to believe it's the latter because that is exactly something that she would do. Oh, yeah. Remember, court, we do not mean anything we say. No, we do not mean anything we would say unless we can be proven to be true, in which case we mean everything we say. Mm. (laughs) So if Carla would like to uh, bend over right now, 
Not in a sexual <laughs> way. Not in a sexual way. Purely for research and development. Huh? 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 <laughs> I mean, is, 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 isn't there that movement? I can't remember what it was, it was called. It might be like Fat Acceptance. If anyone from Fat Acceptance watches our podcast and we just get cancelled by the Fat Acceptance movement, even though we're not... <laughs> <laughs> the thing was, we wouldn't even notice. <laughs> that would just be hilarious, wouldn't it? Yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot that the Fat Acceptance movement... Existed because it's so dumb the name of it. Like, yeah, okay, that's a good idea, but just call it a fat acceptance movement. Where are you moving to, mate? <laughs> Not very far, are you? I should call it the fat acceptance sitting. If you Google fat acceptance movement and then um, look at the pictures. A lot of people are like, it's just like a bit overweight. And then you scroll across and you see these people that are 600 pounds in wheelchairs. And it's like at that point, there's, a, there's an actual medical condition that you should um, be worrying about, you know? Like, it's yes, okay. it's, it's okay to be a little bit, little bit, little bit oh, yeah. fat. It's, it, it, it's, it's definitely okay to be like plus size. But the only thing that annoys me is when they say it's not your problem. Because if they're getting a bunch of hospital appointments due to weight-related uh, uh, issues, then, yeah, it is a problem. But if you're not, then, yeah, it's not a problem. Fair enough. I just think of the um, that bit from The Simpsons where Bart Simpsons is a really fat guy. All I can think of is where he goes, I wash myself with a rag on a stick. And that's what I imagine every sort of person over 600 pounds to do. Well, every single American over 600 pounds. Every, no, I imagine British people to do that as well. We know who we, we, we know we're talking about, you. Well, they, they, they've just got one of them, you know, like cloth sponges, but it's of the Queen. And they just <laughs> rub it around themselves. Yeah. I wash myself with a... Of yeah, and they're just like spilling bile everywhere. Don't know why they're spilling bile everywhere, but they are. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either. I've got a jar, got a jar of bile. I'm gonna spill it over your. Finish the sentence. Oh. Uh. Repeat it while well, I think. I don't know what you just what you just said. Repeat it so I get time to think. It was I've I've got a rhyme. With oh, bile, okay. Haven't I? Yeah, I've got a jar, got a jar full of bile. I'm gonna spill it all over you. River Nile. River Nile. <laughs> yeah. That's Thirty what, what seconds, and all you came up with <laughs> was River Nile. <laughs> Um, yes. Could have said child. Could have said anything. I could have. I'm going to give you five more seconds to think of another one than River Nile. Okay, okay. Anything has got to be better than that. I've got a jar, got a jar full of bile. I'm going to spill it all over you. A girdle. No, that doesn't rhyme. (laughs) Spill it all over your girdle. Girdle. 
I thought you said Goebbels. I thought you said Goebbels. <laughs> uh, Goebbels doesn't rhyme either. That's not much better. Okay, okay, okay. Give me, give me, give me five more seconds. Uh... I've got a jar, got a jar full of bile. I'm gonna spill it all over you. Mild temper. Still doesn't rhyme. Well, I've got mild in there. Just tempers on a new line. <laughs> Is temper the line of the next verse? <laughs> yes. I've got a jar, got a jar full of bile. I'm gonna spill it all over you. Uh, um, your your safari that's wild. Your safari. So you could have had <laughs> Isle, dial, file, Nile. No, no, Nile. Nile. I can't have Nile. There's a river Nile. Smile. Trial. Smile. Tile. Vile. 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 You never had argyle. Compile. Beguile. A while. Erstwhile. Freestyle. Flat file. Fertile. Exile. Instyle. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Meanwhile. New style. Old style. Rivile. Sundial. Stockpile. Textile. Worthwhile. Funnily enough, I did actually think of vile, but I thought of V I L E and not V I A L. But but you already so didn't the other other version of the word come to mind? No, no, it didn't. Well, you could have had international international nautical mile. Oh my God! Yes, you know Danny oh, DeVito is zero point zero 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 seven nine three seven nautical miles tall. That is really interesting. That is. But you could have also had um, perpendicular style. African crocodile. Yeah, but what's your your style perpendicular to? The style of the times. The hell is that supposed to be a metaphor for? I don't know, (laughs) but make it make sense. It's not my job. (laughs) I just providing the words in this situation. Okay, okay. I've got a jar, got a jar full of bile. I'm gonna spill it all over you. Feet pile. So, of all of the good words I gave you, you came up with feet pile. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, and I do did. pray tell. <laughs> um, Explain what a feet pile is. <laughs> well, a feet pile is something you would get if you uh, took the feet of all the victims that you murdered and put them on your bedroom floor. That's nice. Does it have is... to be on your bedroom floor? Um, results may vary if it's not on your bedroom floor. What results are you getting? <laughs> uh, the pile of feet. That 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 is your result. If it's you know, on linoleum, you won't get a pile. You know, if if you get enough feet, you might even be able to make some structural support for your house. <gasps> feet columns. Yes, feet columns. My f- co- my col- feet columns are a miracle of nature. They are indeed. You know, 
if we're talking about classical literature, there's a book called Desperate Ones that I read once. Um, I thought you were going to say Desperate Housewives. Desperate <laughs> <laughs> Housewives, my favourite work of classic literature. Ah, oh, that segment about bile was always always got me. <laughs> There's a book, uh, Desperate, Desperate Ones, Jacques Bell is alive and well and living in Paris. Where it says something like, I've walked their crooked mile a hundred times or more. I drank their cup of bile. They watch my dreams go down. It doesn't rhyme. No, but the, the, the rhyme what? isn't on the more or the down. The rhyme is on the mile and bile. Yeah, but it could be on the down. They watch want to my be on dreams the hit the floor. They watch my dreams um, become no more. They watch so, my dreams. Um, <laughs> well, everyone you've provided so far has been worse than the original, which didn't rhyme. No, they haven't. Go out the doors, crack it. So Jacques Brel would like to write, <clears throat> I watched my dreams <laughs> go out the door. <laughs> yeah. Or you could also say auto Auto de door. Auto de door. What? Hmm. I think you're being overzealous with your use of use of the uh, the auto prefix. Auto taxonomic affixes. It's just a prefix. To some. Literally, taxonomic affixes are prefixes or whatever. And it's suffixes. And suffixes. Let's not forget about suffixes. But the auto prefix is only really supposed to be used when something can be done by itself. You can't put yourself out. Well, you, well, you can actually. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for proving my points. <laughs> Would you no, like to prove doesn't... any others? No, but it doesn't make any sense, is my point. Despite the <laughs> fact it kind of works by the laws of the grammatical language, it still doesn't make much sense in practicality. Okay, you could have. Stand by X... that statement, you Nazi. X. Ex, ex what? Ex, pat officer. Ex door, ex dorate. Ex dorate. Yeah. yeah, to to what's go outside the, the door. What's this? To ex dorate yourself. Yeah. Do you reckon that's an actual word? Almost definitely Someone not. I was going to say someone must have done that at some point, but... Wait, I mean, I, words... I hope it's a word. Word to mean... Going outside... <laughs> the door. There must be a word for this. I mean, if there's if defenestrate is a word, you would have hoped that ex-dorate is as well. Not necessarily. The only thing I could find is alfresco. Uh, alfresco. Yeah, I'll take alfresco. Alfresco. Alfresco means to go outside the door. I think it's just anything that's outside. Out there's a, there's a word for um 
describing something outside of oneself, which would be extrinsic. You are extrinsic to the house. Thank you. You are are an extrinsic protein. So I am not inside... Hmm. I don't understand the logic of your statement. I believe you to be phallic. (laughs) Well, you are a xenops. And you, my friend, are a chuffy bumwonk. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but it sounds disgusting. Uh, that, That really does. Um, See, now you know how I feel when you say that goddamn phrase. Well, it doesn't... Yes, that goddamn <laughs> phrase. I'm not going to say it. Good, it but what I will say sense. is that you are also a Xenurosauria. What, what, what is that? That means strange-tailed lizard. You know what, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll say that one. That's better than half of the other things you could say, to be fair. <laughs> I am I the autodecephalate and axe. You are, and I don't like it. I don't, <laughs> I'm just, I don't appreciate it. My appreciation for the term is sort of beyond what any normal human should be. Well... Why do you hate it so much? There is is nothing to hate. There's nothing to love either, is there, really? We're not really playing dice, are we, with this? I've never used the phrase playing dice before, but I thought today was an appropriate time to start using it, apparently. Well, good on you. You are a streptotutus. I'm not even going to bother asking at this point. <laughs> it means uh, twisted squid. How does it mean twisted mentally or twisted physically? Which one are we working with? Uh, physically. Uh, the physically twisted lizard. <laughs> L- lizard. No, 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 no! I've moved on. It sounds it's tutors. like the, tutors. It's, uh, it sounds like the. Um, it sounds like the band uh, Twisted Sister, but it's just Twisted Lizard. No, no, this is, this is, this is physically twisted squid. If I were to say Streptosauria, that would be physically twisted lizard. But no, Streptotutus, physically twisted, twisted squid. Squid. Squid, yes. That's so worrying <laughs> that you have any sort of memory of why that exists. Um, I may or may not have used it to describe someone in my in our school to my family. What? Please, please, please elaborate <laughs> for me. Don't, don't leave that there. Please go beyond the... Please um, elaborate. Well, there is a really. chap in my school called Ishkar the Man. Oh, got off the phone. My reaction, exactly. So... Uh, to explain him much to my family, I said that he looked like a bent squid, which later became damp squid. But uh, bent basically means twisted. Streptotutus. 
So I called him no, Strepto Tutors. Bet yes, and Swiss are very different things. I'm gonna have to no. put the kibosh. No, I'm gonna have to put the kibosh on this definition here. A bent lizard would be a lizard that is bent one way or t'other. With an arc normally, but a twisted implies it has been rotated several times by its body. It's been completely altered in its sort of makeup. I believe that there is a difference between twisted lizards and bent lizards. Okay, okay, okay. Prove me wrong, you Nazi! Okay, yeah, sure. To bend something, you can either push it in the same way at either end, or pull it. In the same way at either end, you can bend it. A twist is both a push and pull at the same time. And since you have two pushes and two pulls between the two ways of bending things, that heralds enough of a twist for me. No, that's completely different. <laughs> it's completely you, different. You just based your entire logic off of the sort of actions that look. A bend is to cause something to change its shape into a curve by physical force, chemical action, or any other means. While a twist is to turn the ends of something, usually thread, rope, etc., in opposite directions, often using force. Well, you so could you're have, making you could, uh, a bend uh, implies a curve. No, you could you have can bend lizards. a twisted you, lizard, or you can twist you, a bent lizard. You you could you could have two lizards in between them. They would be twisted. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> Just accept that your logic is flawed. No, because my it's rhymes flawed, are man. on points today. It's and every flawed. day my rhymes are on point, my logic is as well. You know you could have rhymed that, right? Uh, every time my logic... Every time my rhymes are on point... My logic is anoint. Anoint. No. <laughs> don't 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 think too much into it, please. You could have done <laughs> joint disappoint. Anoint. Could have done anoint. Blue uh, disjoint. Gunpoint. Yeah, but that I was listing one of the ones that you could have done if you went to it. Could have done joint. Could have done joint. Either yeah. way, I'm putting the kibosh on your twisted lizard versus uh, bent lizard phenomenon. This is like one of the great sort of philosophical problems of all time. If bending a lizard implies putting reasonable force on either end, does a twist not imply reasonable force as well? Well, you are the world's um, most ineffective mathematician. I am. <laughs> Imagine being called the world's most <laughs> ineffective mathematician. Because <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean you're bad, it just means that you're useless. <laughs> you're but useless to... to the profession. But um, to uh, make up for my lack of maths talent, I wrote some poetry, and I want to read it. I'm so excited. You should be. I was a PFC on a search patrol, hunting Charlie down. It was in the Jungle Wars of 65. My weapon jammed, and I got stuck way out and all alone. 
and I could hear the enemy moving in close outside. Just then I heard a twig snap, and I grabbed my empty gun, and I dug in scared while I counted down my fate. Then a, and then a big marine, a giant with a pair of friendly eyes, appeared there at my shoulder and said, wait. When he came in close beside me, he said, don't worry, son, I'm here. If Charlie wants to tangle, now we'll have two to dodge. I said, well, thanks a lot. I told him my name and asked me his, and he said, the boys just call me Camouflage. Camouflage! <laughs> do the Whoa, chorus, do the chorus. Whoa, oh. Oh. Camouflage. Camouflage. <laughs> Things are never quite the way they what seem. They seem. Whoa, oh. Oh, whoa, oh. oh. Camouflage. Camouflage. I was awfully glad to see this big marine. Big marine. Do the next verse if you know what's good for you. My God. When I was going to ask him where he came from, when we heard the bullets fly, coming through the bush and all around our ears, it was then I saw this big marine, a lot of fire in his eyes. And it was strange, but I suddenly forgot my fears. That was beautiful. I know. That is how that much was, of a poet I am. That you was a beautiful well... retelling of Stan Ridgeway's <laughs> camouflage. I was Which just going to say... I was just about to say, you can call me Stan Ridgeway. Yeah. <laughs> you just said... Oh. Which, by the way... For both of us to know that and understand it very quick is a really, really specific <laughs> reference to a song that wasn't even that popular. <laughs> that's a that's a really specific. That's one of our more specific references, I believe. Because Stan Ridgeway's camouflage is not that popular of a song, really, is it? It's not like I. <laughs> I've only heard that song, like, on a 7-inch vinyl. I actually got it on a 7-inch vinyl, actually, which is quite interesting. But yeah, that is a specifically niche reference. I don't think anyone would ever reference that song. So when I heard Will saying it, I was like, okay, that's different. That's a, that's a weird reference. To understand the 1986 song Stan Ridgeway's Camouflage from the album The Big Heat. Which, by the way, I think was reviewed as pretty good. I don't I, know. I've never listened to the album, so I wouldn't. I don't know. I only listened to some of it. Let's see what the reviews are. The reviews <laughs> seem to be like 3.5 stars, 4 stars. Like, yeah, kind of alright. This is really long review about how amazing it is. I saw this image of a review yesterday. Yes. And it, it was it was it was for this game. Can't remember what it was called. It was called like Clash Crush or something like that. And um the review went four stars, good game. And the review said At first I thought this was a scam because I play a game called Clash Royale. And I played it and I thought it was a scam, but it wasn't. Brackets, it sort of was. Brackets, <laughs> good game. It's a hot one. I thought it was a scam. I played it. It wasn't a scam. Brackets, it sort of it's was. Sort of, oh. <laughs> Here you go. Well, you've just reminded me about the joy of um, reviews for stuff online. I know, they're, they're genuinely brilliant. 
Do you remember when we did that segment like three weeks in a row where we just looked at reviews of places in the area? <laughs> oh, that was cracking. I just cannot believe how messed up some people are with their reviews. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. Oh, we've got a good one here for a fish and chip shop in Wixford by Mr. J. It says... <laughs> Mr. Joins. It's, it's just Mr. Joins. <laughs> he says... I find one particular member of staff quite rude. Now, and this is based on the last few visits. Probably won't go there anymore based on my previous experience, which wasn't the best, especially Saturday night. So the review, the, so the food was probably really good, but the service was just awful. <laughs> How do you, it's a takeaway. It's a takeaway. It's kind of the thing you're not supposed to get. Like this, the 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 start. Oh, there's some bad reviews for this one. Waited four minutes for my sausage and chips, with only four other customers waiting. Four minutes is not four that minutes. long of a time. That's no time at all. That is like that's like quicker than a lot of places will do it. Exactly. I got good service, and I'm complaining about it. <laughs> Someone has said, um, someone has just said, uh, oh, it's obvious the fish was uh, deep fried before to being ordered. But of course it is. You've got a big, massive <laughs> counter where they've got them all there, haven't you? This is how fish and chip shops have worked for years. Well, name an establishment in Wickford. Um, Mem's Kitchen. Oh, that place oh. used to be a bar. About 15 years ago, my uncle used to own it. That's quite interesting. That is. And then he did whatever, and now it's Mems. Yeah, I think he sold it, couldn't be asked, and then he died. Not, like, straight after selling the bar, he died, like, five years ago. Oh, we got someone who um, went, for a rev- went, went for an interview to work there. Oh. Went for a trial interview. 9am to 3pm, and wasn't paid for it. Also, they never got me to say if I got the job or not. They ignored my calls. When they did answer, they were playing dumb. What? Nice. She, they, so she expects them to pay her for an interview. Oh, we've got a great review here. Oh, God. Claudia Stevens gives five stars. I suppose it's okay. I have friends who go there. I haven't. They can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you write the review if you haven't gone there? Exactly. There's no point in reviewing if you haven't gone to a place to know what it's like. It's like, oh my Someone god. Sa- Someone has said the drinks are overpriced, but I bought a very large Oasis in there for 80, 89p, which is a really good deal. That uh, is a pretty good price. The reviews seem to be overly like uh, positive, apart from the fact the wheelchair at, at the wheelchair accessible entrance had a ridge step that my power that my power chair tripped over and fell over onto. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who that review is from? <laughs> uh, who? It's from Sue Mitchell, born to die. <laughs> oh God, not her again! <laughs> Mitchell Porter, do you remember that woman? 
god. Oh my god, she reviewed Tangled. The days... oh. We thought the days of Sue Mitchell were over. I thought we were wrong. She's reviewed Hanningfield Reservoir, like Waterside Park, eight times in the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all different, so she's been there eight times. And she has 12,833 contributions. Shall I follow her? <laughs> she hasn't got any followers, so I'm going to follow her. And her I'm just gonna unfollow her in twelve thousand. No, I've just unfollowed her again. So she gets the notification that I followed her, and she looks and no one's following her. <laughs> Truly delicious McDonald's. That was it. That was, that was it. it. <laughs> that was it. Truly delicious McDonald's. She just reviews everything. Like she re- reviewed the MS food hall. And guess what? She put she put a copyright on her image of the M&S food. <laughs> oh my god! This woman has the most beautiful existence ever. There are so many reviews of the Hanningfield Waterside Park. You don't understand. There are so, and they're all in the last two weeks. <laughs> Clarence Yard, Basildon Hospital. Oh, she's reviewed the toilet. She's reviewed the toilet in the MS food hall. My God. Basildon Hospital. She's. Re- oh, what, I wonder what the reviews for Basildon Hospital are. It's a really crappy <laughs> hospital near us. Oh, oh. Do you reckon they're going to be really bad? <laughs> Probably. It's COVID's rife over there currently. It took 12 visits to A&E for anyone to notice my injuries. One star. For anyone to (laughs) notice your injuries. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So she turned up that many times and no one noticed her injuries. And she didn't think to point it out either. She turned down 11 times. (laughs) They were like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) She's just bleeding out of her eyes. You've kind of got to think the problem's in yourself. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe she doesn't have any injuries. <laughs> and she just thinks she does. I'm on this website. It's called Glassdoor. And it's it's this reviewing thing. And I went on to the co-op Whitford. And it said this to me. 0% approve of CEO. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nobody. very true. <laughs> Nobody approves of him. But God. <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> nobody in the entire system goes. You know what? No, yeah, you know what? I can get aboard with this man. No, a former employee says, in my opinion, it was an average shop. Doesn't give the CEO's <laughs> approval. He's like, nah. No, this shop sucks. I've just got a really harrowing review from a woman who. Shouldn't have written a review at all. She should have been doing... There should have been more pressing things on her mind than writing this review. She said, My twin boys died because of this hospital. They gave us 3,000 quid as a good gesture, which only covered the gravestones. Would never come back here out of choice. Scared me for my life what they did. 
Hope Dr. Klob and Sherry Smith don't work there anymore. If I had money for a good solicitor, I could have took the cleanest for what they did to me. It's happened to me in 2007, and I remember everything like it was yesterday. Jesus Christ! She wrote this review in 2010, so three years after the death of her twin boys. She was like, you know what? I'm not going to process my grief anymore. I'm going to write a review, and that's going to serve them right for killing my kids. Jesus Christ, this is horrifying. They only gave them 3,000 quid as a good gesture. Imagine, like, also their names are hilarious, the Comic-Con. Dr. Hlob and Sherry Smith. (laughs) (laughs) And by Dr. Hlob, I mean it's spelled H-L-O-O-B. So it's actually Dr. Hlob and Sherry. Do you know how funny this is? You couldn't you couldn't write a funnier pair of names in a sketch for a sketch about twin boys dying. Dr. Hlob and Sherry <laughs> Smith. That's hilarious. I'm, I'm screenshotting that. On Trustpilot, Co-op's got a 58% bad uh, rating. I'm not sure if this 58%. is wicked entirely. But this review was left on the 24th of September 2020. Ooh. One star bad. No pizza. I am really losing my patience with the local co-op. What kind of store doesn't have pizza? No pizza. I mean, it was bad enough when they were sold out of Warburton's bread, but I can't even get a nice cheese pizza now. (laughs) I would say about three quarters of the time I enter my local co-op, I end up being disappointed. (laughs) For goodness (laughs) sake, life is hard enough and all. I really wanted to cheer myself up with a nice cheesy pizza. (laughs) The staff are okay sometimes, but hey, I get it. We all have bad days. Sometimes the staff have been rude, very rude, and I've come out of the store feeling somewhat peeved. (laughs) Do your job and help the customers who are paying their money. I don't think I'll be going back except for the odds and ends like milk and orange juice. (laughs) So you wouldn't go back for bread, but you'd go back for milk and orange juice. I love the repetition of the the cheese pizza. (laughs) It's like, I need my cheese pizza. Guys, I'm not being funny. It was bad enough when they were out of Warburton's bread. But now I can't even get a nice cheese pizza. Oh, what a trap. That is the greatest review I've ever read. That's so specific. I know. That is really so specific. I'm trying to look. There's also another review if you go down from that. Carpets are rubbish people! Should not! <laughs> Carpets are rubbish people! Should not shop there! They are rude, shelves are empty in most stores. <laughs> Carpets are rubbish people. <sighs> Co-op is Please avoid. People. Please avoid the co-op. This morning, I have been slandered by a member of staff. <laughs> I am furious. No apology when I pointed out her slander. I come to if... customers. 
Then if that wasn't bad enough, two more started joining in and slandering me too. (laughs) Eventually I had the whole shop slandering Slandering me. Even the customer (laughs) who made automated checkout voices were slandering. (laughs) How bad can you be to receive, no matter the worst service I've ever had, no one has ever slandered me. So how bad of a customer must you have been to get slandered by Star? (laughs) I haven't read this review yet but I feel like this is going to be really good have been temporarily barred question mark (laughs) during a formal complaint that I raised the staff in the local branch are rude and have been consistently picked up for not treating me and my partner with a very basic courtesy anyone should be afforded and for not putting through card transactions properly culminated in myself and my partner being verbally abused by staff and security. All this despite management having to intervene several times and apologising. Teams that have been chastised for poor behaviour, the staff of this branch probably can victimise any customer who dare raise their poor attitude and training levels. Customers beware. Tell them they are wonderful often or you'll get kicked out anyway and brandish you with the issue all along. I'm still waiting for a manager to call to resolve this issue. Fingers crossed it's this year. But hey-ho, this is Coop, the place where we're all members, not customers. What is it with the staff? I don't know whether it's the people or the staff. I've known. I've only known two people who have ever worked in a co-op. And they are nice people. <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, know what? I'm... Bad. I'm looking at the reviews for um this guy. He's only written eight reviews, and seven out of eight of them are one star and negative about the staff. <laughs> so I think he might just be going around going, Oi, cheese, now in the basket! And he's worrying what the problem is. <laughs> like, I think well, you're the problem. Exactly. It certainly seems that way. I have reasonable belief. Dude, the Peter Peter Gregory, which also is a hilarious name. That is a pretty. Also, as name. funny as Doctor Clob and Sherry Smith, <laughs> which that genuinely does sound like a sketch, doesn't it? That sounds like a dumb sketch name. Doctor Clob and Sherry Smith to the lobby. Why do security guards in many of your stores treat everyone as if they were a criminal? There is a way to act without putting customers ill at ease. No staring and following customers. Yeah, but that's how that's what the, that's what their job is to you know make sure you're not stealing. <laughs> you know, I bet that woman was stealing, and she's like, "Why do they think I'm stealing?" <laughs> I have no reason to believe this. I was so discreet. I have been a loyal customer up until today when I stole £300 worth of shopping, but they still believe I'm stealing. I'm just getting... How is it stealing when I have shopped in co-op three times before this loyally, and the one time I steal £300, they think I'm stealing? It's just what I'm owed. I thought we were friends. It's simply not stealing to borrow. Have you ever borrowed from your friends? Have you ever borrowed £2,000 from your family without telling them? Of course we have. We've all done it. It's simply not stealing. 
People who write reviews are so strange. Like, why do they exist? Let's ask. <laughs> Let's ask. What was her name? Carol Bur. Was it Carol Burns? Born Let's to die. Ask. Let's ask Carol Burns, <laughs> born to die, what she thinks about Carl Wickford. God. Let's ask Carol Burns what she thinks in the toilet of the M&S Food Hall in Basildon. Can we ask Carol Burns about what she thinks about the week for Christmas lights? I, I, I want to know, why does Carol Burns think her opinion should be held in such high regard? <laughs> she obviously thinks she's a saviour to Wickford. She's a level nine tourist guide. <laughs> level nine? Jesus Christ. That's an insane Almost 13,000 reviews. I'm pretty sure last, last time we checked, when we last checked in with her, it was only about 9,000. Yeah, I thought it was like eight point, like high eight points, I mean. Yeah, the fact that she's reviewed that many places, that's <laughs> insane. Since over lockdown as well, she obviously was just reviewing places that she hadn't <laughs> been to just to pass the time. Carol Burns <laughs> is the most prolific reviewer of a generation. <laughs> Carol Burns should review everything from now on. We should get Carol Burns to review all cinema movie releases from this point on, just to make sure that we're not we don't we're not getting into ourselves. The wheelchair access was great, but the film is awful. Five stars. <laughs> I imagine she just reviews everything on how good the wheelchair access is. Uh, it's I I love the reviews where they obviously don't know how to work a laptop because they rate it one star and then it was like this is the best thing ever yeah like i hated this oh. she's so literally like, just reviews see the thing is she's the least credible person because she normally gives pretty good reviews to everything <laughs> like car factory got five stars i don't know why it's not that big of a deal, is it? It's Card Factory, mate. So no what did she give co-op? I'm pretty sure she... Uh, one of the, she you know she's reviewed co-op. Like, so There's no way she hasn't reviewed co-op. <laughs> I, can't I can't find... Oh, wait, no. Before we do that, she there uh, there's like a bunch of categories of things that you can like review, like pubs, fish and chips. She's reviewed three things called stretching so um i think she set these categories herself because the category she's got are hot chocolate eight reviews tea 12 reviews fish and chips 127 reviews God. she's reviewed a beach and you know um <laughs> remember she's disabled and in a wheelchair she said for jaywick beach she's reviewed you can have a nice roll around and stretch your legs after a long drive. <laughs> God. You ain't stretching your legs at all. She certainly shouldn't be driving. No, no. She was just a passenger. Co-op Wickford. Here we are. Let's get into Oh, the reviews are looking pretty negative from what I can see. Maybe the reviews are just like really bad for co-ops. 
A terrible staff. Broccoli has mould on it. We'll get a different broccoli then. I genuinely have never had a problem with that co-op. I've had no, one sometimes ex- their stuff is a bit expensive for like a bag of spinach is like £2.50. But that's not like, that's not a reason to hate the co-op. No, the one, the one experience I've had was a security guard was because I left a bunch of pink, pink sacks on the uh, self-service checkout. And mm-hmm. I came back and he was just holding them. I was like, oh, sorry, I that's left quite my nice. pink sacks here. And I was like, oh, they're yours, are they? I went, yeah. Well, well, there you are. Well, thank you. <laughs> I just left. You got banned from the co-op, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. You get banned from a co-op. I, I completely forgot about that, though. Thanks for reminding me, because I regularly visit from a regularly visit here, and I think they've kind of forgot about that. Why? Uh, okay, so uh, how, how, how did you get banned from the co-op? I can't even This was like, how long ago was this? I can't this even was a re- while ago. This was like I can't two even years. remember what happened. I can't. What did you do? Was it? <sighs> no idea. I think I was severely disturbing the freezers at the time. Oh, and I um, this was. I think it was a culmination of things. Also, you know the little cafe bit they have. Yeah. I stayed in there for nine hours and didn't buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that's a problem. <laughs> so I don't know if that was a problem, but I know <laughs> I can't remember what the thing was. But I know I stayed there for a really long time and then got annoyed. Like I went in there in the morning and stayed until it closed. <laughs> oh my god! What are you doing? I don't know, but it was really busy at the time as well. People couldn't get in. <laughs> we found this other review by a guy called David Davidson for oh, uh, co-op and he says my card company wanted to authorise this transaction by phone as part of anti-fraud measures against me first off, wow <laughs> so they really need anti-fraud measures against David Davidson <laughs> When girl on checkout sees the telephone request on her screen and is not sure what to do. Girl calls over a miserable-looking supervisor who exclaims to me, Have you got another way of paying? All eyes of the increasing queue behind me at the till are now staring at me as though I'm some sort of villain. I state I have no other payment method. Supervisor carries on explaining to me and all in earshot that my card has been declined. Extremely embarrassed that the card issuer merely wanted someone on telephone with them the details of the purchase. After several minutes of utter humiliation, Supervisor finally cancels the transaction and reluctantly leads me over to the kiosk to allow the frustrated shoppers behind me to finally pay for their purchases. I'm handed over to a seemingly nice old lady with short grey hair and glasses. After trying to fob me off with not having a number for these people, I explained that the store should have a phone number with all the relevant parties. She was a total cow. Lady gets on the phone and... Cow! Lady gets on the phone and I walk out of earshot. But I notice she's not talking to anyone. (laughs) A minute, she's not even on the phone. (laughs) A minute later, she shouts to me, It's been declined! Once again, customers were looking over. I asked if it was a recorded message. She confirmed, Nah! You cannot have a card declined by an automated message. 
I have designed and written software for a local car transaction processor. I know how these systems work. I'm totally disgusted with the way this was handled and total lack of customer service by the staff concerned. I don't want to humiliate one and suffer the humiliation I had. P.S. I wrote to the manager by recorded delivery asking if they preferred not to deal with the phone transactions. He never responded. <laughs> that must be like the worst day this man has ever had. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I totally believe that he didn't have enough money on his card and was embarrassed that it got declined. So he made up this big, massive argument about it being an anti fraud campaign. Because I've never heard of them confirming your purchase for the, for shopping at the co-op. Have you ever heard of that? No. Seems ludicrous. I think this man is a. Fr- I think this man is a fraud. Either way, the people of Wickford are insane, and co-op staff are awful. I like the little old lady who just wasn't on the phone to anyone but pretended to be. I know that, but that is a very old lady thing to do. <laughs> She's the hero of this situation. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, it's the Clive. It's uh, it's it's like what Mister Mister Byford did, um, the music teacher. We had him for cover once in maths in year eleven, and oh, um, right. he the the class was being quite loud, and then um, he went on to word. And he wrote a letter pretending to be Miss Jaros. And it was saying, um, please report any behaviour to me and all that jazz. And it was signed Miss Jaros. Only problem is that he spelt Miss Jaros very wrong. <laughs> 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 so, uh, first off, Miss Jaros' name is like five letters long. He had eight. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> the fact that he pretended to write a letter from her is genius. I know. It's... The fact that he did that in year <laughs> 11 as well is comic gold. <laughs> I'd understand if it was like year 7 or something, but not year 11. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, was, it was going so well until the name came along. <laughs> Was it convincing enough? Were you sort of convinced? I mean, I wasn't because I was sitting right at the front and he'd been typing for about the time <laughs> it takes to write the that paragraph. <laughs> that kind of, and he's a really loud typer as well. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he kind of he came away a little bit. This wasn't being discreet at all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can't get any more stupid than that, can you? <laughs> Maybe oh, if funny. you were, if you were, what was her, that? What was that woman's name that we were just talking about? The wheelchair lady was it Carol or was it Sue? I can't I've remember. already forgotten. Her, I've already forgotten her it's name. Let's just and call I've her got... Born to Die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm literally just calling that woman Born to Die now. <laughs> Born to <laughs> Die is the most depressing <laughs> phrase I've ever heard. I know. Like, like the phrase, like it starts off so well, like born to be like born to be wild, born to be free, born to live, love, and laugh, uh, born to die. <laughs> it's just like this woman's existence is so sad that she's born to die. <laughs> That's so depressing. 
I, I changed your name to Born to Review Places multiple times. Times. And then die. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, she set it as her icon, so she really believes in this. I know. And I don't know anywhere that would create the image Born to Die, so she must have made it herself. <laughs> <laughs> Which is even sadder when you think about it. like she didn't see it anywhere and go, oh that's quite nice, I'll have that. She made the thing that says born to die herself. <laughs> and no one we should probably check in on Carol. We should probably see what Carol's up to. She's born to die. Jesus Christ, you've got you've gotta love it. Yeah, you you I mean... <laughs> You've got to draw the line somewhere, haven't you? Where you're, you're a <laughs> yeah. family, you kind of got to realise, hmm, maybe something's up. <laughs> yeah, maybe this woman shouldn't be born to die. <laughs> my, my relative has just written 13,000 reviews and said she's mm. born to die. Maybe something's not quite wrong. <laughs> not quite yeah, right we should probably... Life. Has anyone checked in on Carol <laughs> in the last couple of years? <laughs> Guys, can we get a check-in on Carol? Is Carol still alive? She's just manically <laughs> reviewing places in her hellhole of a house. <laughs> oh, Carol. Carol. Mm. I am but a fool. <laughs> Carol. <laughs> no, I can't remember the next... <laughs> the, the, uh... One sec, let me go on. My Carol, da da da, Carol, my da da da, my oh, let me look I, in my I, poetry book. Your put is this another Stanley Drake classic? Who wrote something very similar to that song? Ah, uh, Williams. <laughs> uh. Oh, that's not. Uh, that, that's that says Coral. Not Carol. <laughs> this is fifth. This is fifties, isn't it? Oh God, I can't. Yes. I, I'm having so much trouble writing this lyrics. I wrote Coral first, then I wrote um, Carol. I am but a fail. I wrote Carol. I am but a foil. <laughs> Wrap me around to your back, uh, Carol. Why does why does why does the lyrics says oh Soria, Carol, Soria, oh Carol, I am but a fool, darling, I love you, though you treat me cruel. See, look, my poetry is Carol. brilliant. You uh, hurt me uh, and you make me cry, but if you leave me, I will surely die because the uh, blood circulation in my body relies heavily on the fact that you exist. Ah. <laughs> oh. Bloody thing. Why is it always called Soria? Why do you think this oh, annoys me? Am I still here? Hello. <laughs> but if you leave me, uh, I'm born to die. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> Carol. Carol was just replaced by. I don't know if Will's yet. cut out or he's <laughs> just been very silent. We got down there on the. Yeah, you cut out. I think.
Uh, yeah, I think you might. You still. You, Carol. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Carol. You know, I'm still impressed earlier that we both managed to do a Stan a Ridgeway reference. That's that's quite a niche thing, I think. It's a really good song. I've got it on a seven-inch nice. vinyl for some weird, weird reason. But that's a kind of niche thing to reference. <laughs> we should bring that up in conversation when we get back to school and be like, so guys, anyone else love Stan Bridgeway's camouflage? <laughs> anyone else a fan of Stan Bridgeway's Vietnam War-influenced song about an American Marine called Camouflage? Who didn't actually exist. Well, he did, sorry, but he died. But- a marine called Camouflage is just like you having the surname of Damage or Problem and going into the army to become a major. So now you're Major Damage or Major Problem. Major like, damage. <laughs> your name is called Camouflage, so you are going into the army. It's just, oh, it's just a stupid, yeah. stupid idea. <laughs> or, or if you have the surname Knowledge and you become a general, because then you're General Knowledge. General Knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius, general, general knowledge. <laughs> you know, I had that we should do a character called General Knowledge and Major Damage. <laughs> Gonna write oh, that down. Sure. General, I'm general Knowledge. <laughs> I am Major Damage. But they both do the opposite of what their names say. Like one of like major damage is really smart, but the general knowledge is just like <laughs> knocking into stuff. You've also got private parts. Yes. <laughs> My private parts. <laughs> this is private parts. <laughs> you, you can this is my private parts. parts. <laughs> that was genius. I remember that. Uh, also slowly. Me, you, and Morgan. Yeah, that was weird. We were going to do something with Morgan <laughs> at some point, weren't we? Just slap my privates. Come on, harder than that. Slap them harder than my that. Privates. Slap my privates. <laughs> oh, oh, that was so good. Privates, get back in your position. <laughs> Sorry, my privates are loose. I beat my privates. Sorry, my privates are loose. Do you beat your private? <laughs> When you say my last private got bit off, so I got new ones. Yeah, my last private's got bitten. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to get replacement ones, they weren't cheap, you know. <laughs> oh, we um, should have actually done that for the thing. Why didn't they let us do that? I, I wonder why. Exactly, that would have been that would have been so much better than what we actually did. Yeah. We should do that because we were going to film some sketches with Morgan, weren't we? Like your political... Why don't you tell everyone your political idea that you told Morgan? Ah. The sketch I do. Because I really so, liked that. I was like, okay, this is a really good idea. <laughs> so, it was... um, Like, it. it's back when Boris had COVID. And it's... So, when Boris has it, Boris falls into a coma. And that's that's what it's about. And it's called Boris Johnson's COVID coma. And it's about what yeah, Boris great. Johnson experiences in his co in his coma. There's so much stuff. There's like you've got like the la- like the Labour Party are just like monkeys, like or like these like <laughs> rabbit things. They're like think predator or like or if yeah. you're an uncultured <laughs> swine, temple run. It's just and they're like chasing him. 
Yeah. We should so totally film that. that like... Like... <laughs> just, it's just cracking. That could be that could be a sitcom, couldn't it? Boris Johnson's COVID coma, <laughs> where it's like each episode he's in a different like place, like his mind drifts to a different place. What we should do is when we can next get together, we should sit down and we should write. We should write out like a sitcom and just film it. We should film Boris Johnson's COVID coma. And you have like an episode where it's like he's on LSD and he's all like spiritually enhanced and he gets he's he's joined like a nudist community or something. Uh, 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 I would say just no, just just scrap that. He literally just wanders about and he comes across that because it's already in his brain. Yeah, he just he just stumbles upon it and he just joins up like that. Yeah, he just signs up to a nudist community. (laughs) He's like. Uh, no clothes. I like <laughs> this means I'll never have to iron again. Uh. <laughs> he just, he just, no, no. What well, he should be? He should be skeptical. But then he looks up and he sees like Theresa May, and he's like, "Can't be in." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sees like Winston Churchill's massive naked body, just like. <laughs> Floating above everyone as like a diocese. <laughs> he just gets really distracted by the people walking in as he's sliding up. Like, Ooh, what, what a man! Oh, what a manhood! Yes, yes. brilliant manhood. <laughs> brilliant man. And then, yeah, it's a reason. Yeah, when he gets welcomed, this guy should like welcome him, him in. And he looks down, and then he whips out a magnifying glass, and he says, Oh, oh, you do have one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I got a bit concerned for a moment there. What if, like, Theresa May is, is, like, the leader of this weird nudist (laughs) colony? Yes. And Boris Johnson walks into this big building where everyone's worshipping Theresa May, and she goes, Follow me! Welcome to Theresa May's nipples, nuts, nudist adventure. <laughs> and then, like Boris Johnson joins, like uh, we could we could get Boris Johnson goes to the Southampton boating show. Oh God! And we just we just go we just actually go to the boating show and just put you as Boris Johnson on the street just talking to just interviewing people like I just woke I was in a coma. What a boats Sounds like a boater. And he learns That's to like paddleboard. <laughs> Dude, I, I would love paddleboarding as Boris Johnson. And cracking. he's just like we could just like get in the boat and film you in the paddleboard, like going along past other people and going, Vote for me, he's handing out flyers to people in the river. He's <laughs> just like, got a big sign that's like, Vote Tory. And then he falls underwater and all his clothes fall off and he gets out and he goes back into the nudist community. He's <laughs> like, All his clothes are drying off. <laughs> he gets up and he's like <laughs> he's lost all his clothes underwater and he thinks he's back in the nudist community again. He's going up to her like Take all your clothes. Take them off. Take them off. Ugh. Oh, we should totally film this. 
But I think there could be like some really good shots where like he goes like through a door, and then when he comes back out of the room, he's in like a completely different place to what he was previously. Yeah, like at the like at the start of every episode, he kind of like falls. He falls through the same door by mistake every time. <laughs> Like one time he sees like a small bit of cheese on the floor on a string and it's being pulled and he's following it. And then one time he just falls over and falls through the door. And every time at the end he either sometimes gets stuck there or returns back to the plate, like his memory palace. And is like either affected by the events or is like, I don't know what just happened. But it's like one time, I'm trying to think of the most absurd. Wait, one time he could just like stumble out into, um, like just like into, uh, like really famous landmarks. <laughs> he's just outside the Houses of Parliament, like, but he's still nude. <laughs> <laughs> we could go. We could get. We could like. He could join a cult. He could um like go for a job interview. Like, just the weirdest, like, we could dream, like, he just does the weirdest things. Yeah. The interview, In the most... the, the interview should be with Dominic Cummings. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but... you know what we should do? We should get you an actual job interview and turn up as Boris Johnson and film it secretly. Oh, no. no I, that I, would be I, so I, I good. I can't do that. That would be good, but I can't. I can't. That would be I, genius. I, be able to do it. I think you could. I think if we, like... Kind of did like a like a practice pretending one of us was an interview before, and I think you could do it. I mean, it's 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 more the embarrassment. I, I just <laughs> well, we we do it in like a place that you'd never go again. That would be funny. Uh, I mean, no. What 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 could happen though? Was that we'll we'll try it, and if it doesn't work, then we'll we'll script it. But we have like, I know, I'm sure Morgan. Or like someone like that, or even dad. My dad does a lot of interviews, so he can create a series of questions, and then I won't know them, and you just relate them to me, and I have to answer them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that yeah. that. If if it falls through, we can yeah. just script it or something. I'm Is trying it? to think of like really obscure situations that Boris could like get into. Like maybe he could. Oh, can, like... can, can, can we just have Boris singing camouflage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, he's trapped inside of Stan Ridgeway's 1986 classic camouflage. Like, he's trapped inside of the universe and camouflages there. He's like, oh, I didn't see you. The, yeah, Excellent Boris... camouflage, camouflage. <laughs> Boris plays the part of the Marine that needs to be saved. Yeah. And he just camouflage. And, like, you hear Stan Ridgeway's isolated vocal track hauntingly singing the lyrics as they happen. <laughs> and he's just like and there's a scene where it just snaps out of the song and he's just in a life-threatening Vietnam situation in which he has to bomb a bunch of people but instead he goes out and tries to make peace with them and they gun him down <laughs> like Boris Johnson gets caught in the upside down so like the world has turned upside down <laughs> That would be really complicated to film, but it would be hilarious. 
just like stuck in this upside down world and he's trying to get on like a train or something and he keeps he puts his foot on and like the train doors are closing (laughs) (laughs) and there's a shot where he's running for the train he's missing he's like stop the train stop the train stop the train stop the train do you hear me a shot where like a shot where Um, if we had if we had an infinite budget then um, I'd love to like hire out a train. We could do and, that. Like Bob Boris gets his foot like caught in the door, and he just has to hop along as the train accelerates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, we, we could totally do that because all we'd have to do is film the shots of the real train, and then find like an old scrapped carriage somewhere, and just put a green screen under that and film it, and we can make it look like <laughs> your foot is trapped in the door and you're being pulled along. Stopping along. We could, we could and do Boris a is just like reaching speeds of like 80 miles an hour and just by hopping. <laughs> <laughs> His like feet have been set on fire like a trailblazer and he's just like, oh, oh, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> and it's like getting bashed into lampposts on the side. <laughs> Oh. Would it be funny if then he gets caught in like when the train stops at the next station? There's another train, so he tries to squeeze out and get onto that train, but then his foot closes in that one, <laughs> and he's yeah. being pulled between two trains at the same time. It's like oh, oh my god, oh. and then the train starts to separate on the track to go different ways. And he's being stretched out because he's in a dream. Coma, he can be stretched out infinitely. <laughs> and then he turns into one of those stretchy men. You know, those like stretchy men that you stick on the horse. He's like one of them and he's like spinning round. Oh, that would be funny. That would be a dream. Comic bronze. We could totally. Comic we could... Garnish. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Comic soot. <laughs> we could we could definitely sell something like that to be, be the BBC. They love to hate Boris, oh, yeah. don't they? Oh, of course. We just need some like diverse people in it, so like one of us can do blackface, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Boris Johnson. <laughs> we could do an episode where Boris Johnson almost joins the KKK. <laughs> like he ends up in like this kind of weird version of the deep south of America and like we could just film it wherever in like some shoe bar and get everyone to do like really bad southern accents and like there's these people talking about this club that they think he's just doing he's like oh I love clubs and he thinks it's like this fun club and he gets there and it's just the KKK (laughs) wait but then he goes to a lynching and it's his own it's the lynching of Boris Johnson (laughs) But his name in the coma is Joris Bonson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! That's me! I hope they don't notice that it's me! Oh, Boris. He could get into all sorts of shenanigans. He's just a shenaniganal person. Like he turns like miniature. Like he turns into the size of a Tic Tac. (laughs) Oh no! I'm small. But he uses it just to, like, flirt with women. <laughs> Could you imagine he Boris Johnson? He just calls Johnson? every single woman Teresa. <laughs> I don't know who he is. Beautiful dancing. 
But could you imagine like a situation where it's like shot all microscopically and Boris Johnson's the size of an ant and he's talking to the ant in like the grass and stuff. And he's hopped <laughs> onto like a Dungeons and Dragons board game and so... <laughs> and he's like living out that world. That'd, that'd be, and that'd then be it's fun, actually. That'd be quite cool. Yeah, like he's living like, out all like, of the... Action figures are like, can't remember what they call them, like mini something. Yeah, um, the like, action just... figures come to life. Yeah, and he just gets absolutely bullied by them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's trying to seek refuge from this guy who's trying to kill him, and he's like a double-crossing agent. It turns into like a like a Tudor spy drama type thing. Oh, oh that would be that would be amazing. Boris Johnson through time. Ooh. He could become Whoa. an Egyptian. He could become an Egyptian pharaoh completely by mistake. <laughs> because yes. he probably like. Vaguely resembles some sort of sun god. Who oh, they think it's him. Like he puts on a funny <laughs> hat and he's like, he sees his funny hat and he's like, oh, more time for cultural appropriation. I'm in. And he puts on that and they think he's some sort of god and he becomes a pharaoh and he's asking them to like build stuff in his honor. Isn't there like, I think it might be Anubis, but Anubis has the head of a jackal. Yeah. <laughs> he just finds the head of a jackal and Naka. puts it on. He's... Yeah. <laughs> he just gets worshipped as Anubis. He's... Boris Johnson becomes Anubis. And all these people are bowing in fear to him. And he's just like, like Sir, what do you want us to do for you? He's like, oh, Let me some <laughs> grapes. <laughs> Let's get uh, Brexit done. <laughs> like, Sir. <laughs> What's Brexit? It's like, a new deal, Michel Bordier. Mm. <laughs> he <laughs> creates Brexit in Egypt. <laughs> what is Brexit? Well, uh, let me uh, show you. And it just gets into this big musical montage. <laughs> yeah, he does a massive montage from every event in Brexit from 2016. <laughs> what Brexit is to me. That, that, that's a good, that is a good song title for Boris. Yeah, write that down, write that down. Make a note of Write that down, write that down, write that down! (laughs) (laughs) That's Boris Johnson's line. (laughs) Wait, what what if accidentally the um, Egyptians... um... What if the Egyptians accidentally sit down and they're like actually having a crisis meeting over Brexit and they solve the perfect (laughs) deal? And that's when he wakes up out of the coma and goes, I've got it! And by that point, it's like 2060, and the society has progressed past Brexit. <laughs> Would it be funny if he wakes up and he's got the answer to the deal, and and like the like the world is still waiting to get a deal, or they've already just moved past it by that point? <laughs> no, I'd say negotiations are still going on. It's just Michael Gove. He's just sitting there. It's like old, yeah. ancient, decrepit, dusty. <laughs> oh, Michael. <laughs> Looking as good as ever, old chum. <laughs> I got the chill to get Brexit done. <laughs> the ancient Egyptians. But, but, but Boris has still got coronavirus, and coronavirus yeah. in this world just disappeared for whatever reason. And he's now he's brought it back. <laughs> he's back. 
That would be the cliffhanger at the end of the episode because he'd have the deal, but it would be in hieroglyphics. So he'd have to teach everyone hieroglyphics <laughs> to understand it. And then at the end, they go, he'd go, so uh, what are the infection rates on coronavirus? And they're like, oh, sir, we got rid of that years ago. Years ago. We, we haven't even thought about that. It's like, oh, we're so glad everyone got the vaccine. It's like, but wait. Did I get the vaccine? And then it comes to like a really close up shot of him going like, ah! and it turns uh. out that Boris Johnson has spread coronavirus to all of the world's major leaders. <laughs> uh. that, would be, that would be, we have to like, the thing is we'd have to film that like beginning of next year-ish, wouldn't we? To make yeah. it make sense. <laughs> So if we can write that at some point soon, that would be genius. That would be good. That would be really funny. And we could probably sell that to someone. <laughs> Make a bit of money out of it. I'm trying to think of like... We could get him going back to Victorian times and he's like a Victorian schoolboy. Because Boris kind of reminds me of a Victorian schoolboy in a way, like the scruffy little prick. So it'd be funny if he was just like, Queen Victoria, <laughs> is that you? <laughs> He's just worshipping Queen Victoria. That would be fun. That would be happy. Ladies and gents, that's a peek into our next venture, Boris Johnson's COVID mm. coma. Well, shall we, we wrap it up here then? Yeah, we'll wrap it up here. Wrap it up like a grand old Christmas present. Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, William has come out as gay. Is the title of this episode? <laughs> Why? How did you remember that? For God's sake! I'm not gonna forget that easy. So, ladies oh, and gentlemen, thank you from the bottom of my cold, vapid, decrepit heart for listening to this episode, this Christmassy, non-Christmassy episode of the low budgets i think we've got it podcast remember we've got a video episode live stream coming out it's coming out on spotify it's coming out on youtube it'll probably be going out on twitch and facebook as well so find us there we'll put the link in the description at some point soon we'll let you know more details in the future and do you know what I, I think, think we got, got it. it. I can negotiate a Brexit deal.